So happy Friday, declare victory. My name is Andrew, who's with me early on the call. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the, com the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, given diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them and be established in the presence truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that I shortly, no, I'm sorry, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ hath showed me. It's a happy Friday to declare victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me to praise the Lord? It's a great day to declare victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on the call? Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? 
he that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. My name is Andrew. It's a happy day at Declare Victory. It's Friday. It's Men's Day. Who's with me on the call? Good morning, Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Let's see. How are you this morning? Thankful. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Because if you have a thankful heart, you have open hands to receive the new blessings and mercies that are doled out every day. Great is your faithfulness. That's awesome. So good to hear your sound. Rightfully so. Good to hear yours as well. Good morning, Brother Good morning. Andrew. Brother Michael. Brother Michael. God bless you, sister. Happy God Friday. bless you too. God bless you too, and happy Friday to you as well. Good morning. My name is Happy Friday, Sister Yvonne. And God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Sister Susie. Happy Friday. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Happy Friday to you, too. Have a it's blessed just, day. Oh, yes, you you as well. It's, it's, just good good morning. Morning. it's just good to be alive. Yes. In the right mind. Awesome. I, I heard someone that else. Is. You hear me, Brother Andrew. It's so good to hear your voice. It's Maxi Mona. How you doing? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sister Mona. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's it's good to be heard and, and, yeah. and to hear. Yeah. yeah God is with, 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 with so much death around us. The fact that we have life this morning is is a huge blessing. That, that we're breathing yeah. on our own is a huge blessing because there's a pestilence going through this land. And it is not discriminating, and it's it's taking the it's taking the saved as well as the unsaved. And the fact that we're here, we need to be thankful and acknowledge to the Most High that we appreciate that. Because, like I said, there's there's a there's a high number that aren't waking up this morning. So I I appreciate that. Yeah, me too. And and to hear your sound and to hear you, you know how you bring us um, um bring us like um a high Friday morning with scriptures and and everything, brother Andrew. It was just more to it. I love hearing you every Friday. So God bless. Thank you. I I uh, I appreciate that. I really do. Because mm-hmm. for some morning. Good morning, brother Andrew. Good morning, brother Andrew and family. This is Bubbly. Happy Friday. Hey, I'm sorry. Happy Friday. Okay. Good morning, Brother Andrew. It's grateful Deborah Evans. Hey, Sister Deborah Evans. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you too. Good to hear your sound. Likewise, thank you. Thank you. 
Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's just it, it it's just good it's just good to be blessed by the Lord because you you I'd look around and there are so many people that aren't acknowledging him and and they're and they're feeling the stress of the times we live in again because this pestilence isn't discriminating. There are people with money that are being cruel to those that do not have and people are looking for someone to hold them to protect them and we serve the one that can and and they're they're walking around like sheep without a shepherd and I'm just glad that I know no matter how bad things get or how bad things appear my hand is held by he who holds everything including my future and what's going on in my present. He protected me in my past and I know I know who he is and he knows my name. And I don't have to even though I may I may stress at times, I know what to do to stop stressing. If I get afraid, I know who I can call to make me less afraid. Who tells me to fear not at every turn? And I'm just in better stead. And for that, I'm thankful so that I can wake up and talk to my my family, my victory family. It, it's it's a blessing. I, I don't take that. I don't take that for granted. Because, I, like I said, Hallelujah, I, Hallelujah! You got me shouting. I'm so sorry. Hallelujah! Thank you, God. Thank you, Brother Andrew, for reminding us how good it is to just have breath. So rejoice this morning. Thank you, Brother. I love you so much. Love you too, Sister Didi. Yes. I mean, it's I, I, there are a lot of people running around like chickens right now. And for us not to be, ooh, it's huge. It's huge. It, it is not something that you can just, oh, yes, it's a good Friday. It's a better Friday than that. And forgive me for slightly veering out my lane, but folks need to hear that we're thankful that God, you know, has his hands on us. You know, he smiled on us. And a lot of churches don't sing those songs anymore, but James Cleveland telling you that God smiled on me, he set me free, God smiled on me, been very good to me. Just the fact that I'm here. And he promised me he'd feed me today. He promised me that he would keep me today. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes that's all you need is just to be fed and kept. Because there are people that don't have that. And then there are people that could eat anything they want and could go anywhere that they would like to, but can't do that now. And there are those that, again, you know, like the rich man, dying sumptuously, feel protected, and then just feel like they don't know what to do next or don't know what's going to happen to them next. And they're worried. Who's going to come get their money? Who's going to come get their cars? You know, all that other. I don't have to worry about that. And it's a bless. It's a blessing to know that God has my back, that I could walk into the next room and he's still got my back. He's not going to change his mind that quickly. And I know if I do stumble and fall, he'll catch me. 
And like I said, that's a blessing. All those blessings are mine right now. And they'll be mine an hour later from now. I don't have to worry about him changing or having any shadow of turning. Because he's the most high. He doesn't roll like that. Another blessing for this morning. So right now this morning, I'm full because I'm looking around and all I see are where he's blessed me. And if you look around, you can see them too. And that's why this is a blessed morning. But I'm good sorry, morning. Larry. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. That was awesome. Happy Friday. This is Christina. God bless you, Christina. Good morning. Happy Friday. It's Krishanda. Hey, Krishanda. Happy Friday. Good morning, guys. It was a great way to start our day. Thank you, sir. God bless you, brother. Happy Friday. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Thank you so much, Brother Andrew, for the reminder. Happy Friday. Tracy. Happy Friday. Is there anyone else? Just join us. Good morning. This is Juanita. Happy Friday. God bless you, sister. Happy Friday. Good morning, Soulful Sylvia. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen, sister. Happy Friday. Good morning. This is Inez. Good morning. This is Marcella. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good morning. This is Monica. Good morning, Monica. Happy Friday. Good morning. It's nourishing Nikisha. And yes, I am grateful to have breath in my body. Yes, Lord. Thank you for yet another day. Awesome. Awesome. Happy Friday. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, DV family. Happy Friday. Blessings and praise and honor to God. This is glorious, Gloria. And I'm. Um, also, re- uh, wishing my mom happy Miss Leomia uh, happy 80th, 80th birthday Ooh. today. God bless your sister Naomiya. Happy Friday! Ooh, it's a Freedom Friday. Free, free to live and breathe. That's that, 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 that. That's a great blessing. Again, with so much death in the land that you can you can see 80 years. Oh, that's uh, awesome. That's awesome. Oh, I mean that 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 shows you that she still got her hand in the master's hand. That shows you that she honored her father and mother. She got more than her three score six, three score, uh, four score, and ten. Yes, she got ten extra years. Okay, that's. Good morning. Happy birthday, Mother Leonina. I hope your your gift got there on time. God bless everyone. Good morning, everyone. This is Leonia, and I am so humbly grateful this morning. God bless you. Happy birthday. brought me from. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Miss Lee. Thank happy you. birthday. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you. Happy birthday, Leomia. Hallelujah. Oh happy birthday. Happy birthday. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, mama. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday, mom. Don't have no pistachios on today. This is Diddy. I will fly there and I will get you. 80 years. I love you. I love you, too. I love all of you, and I thank you so much. Happy birthday. I just want to have time to just say one thing. Yes, ma'am. In 2013, I actually died. I actually died. I had a stroke and a whole lot of other things going on, and I never would have thought that I would be 80 years old. I don't even know how. Yeah, I do know how I got here, too. Nothing but the grace of God. And I just thank him. I am full of God. My mind is blown this morning with all the love that you guys have shown me and a whole lot of other people. Oh, my God. My telephone and my Facebook and my mailbox <laughs> is running That's over. And That's I awesome. just thank you all. I thank you all. Y'all oh, you're most welcome. You're most welcome, sister, that that you can stand and, and praise him when you got your three score plus 10. <laughs> And more is is, yes. is is huge. It's huge, and the fact that yes. you had little signposts along the way to show you just how blessed you are is is, is awesome. And that the family reach out and tell you and remind you you got a blessing. You know, it's to, to just know how far you've come and what you've come through is is amazing, and it's a testament to his keeping power. Because he will keep you if you want to be kept. Yes, so, so we, yeah, we, we, we thank you for your for your sound this morning. We thank him for his ever watching and watchful presence. So God bless you this morning. God bless all, all right. of you. We love you so much. God bless you. Thanks again. I, I I I apologize to to everyone because I uh, I veered out my lane this morning and we're a little over time, so we're going to try to make up for that time without skipping over or through anyone. So if everyone who can hear me can check your phone and place it on mute, activate that feature, so that as the word of God goes forth uh, from the praise and the the prayer and to declare that nothing can get in the way of what God has for us this morning. Hello again. My name is Andrew again, and I'm your host for this morning. Thank you for, for that right and that privilege to host you. I thank you for joining us here to declare victory. This is who we are. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 
and we are here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with grace. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Today is Men's Day. Only men are scheduled in the lineup to bless you. Be sure you can join us daily in this month of March. Our new monthly theme is direction. This means that all of our declares will be regarding, our declarations will be regarding and receiving direction from the Lord. Two announcements are before us today. Please join us for Friday Night Live this evening from 7, from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time again by calling the same number. You will be thoroughly blessed. The theme of the call this evening is deeply rooted. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission to declare victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving support to our mission? Three ways you have to do so. First way, declarevictory.org. Second way, paypal.me slash declarevictory or via cash app, dollar sign, I declare victory now. Those three ways again, declarevictory.org, paypal.me, slash declarevictory, or cash app, dollar sign, I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving and trusting in Him. Our prayer requests are no new submissions on our OnLife app, but the prayer requests that we have remain, and they build upon each other. As of other Fridays, here is a quick listing. The children, the ones that are still incarcerated, the ones that are still separated from parents, the ones that are fearful of returning back to school when they have no vaccines set up for them to receive, or their parents, or some schools, their teachers. We are praying for the first responders who have been overwhelmed and are likely to be overwhelmed again with higher numbers of the infected and the ages of the infected. We're praying for those young people that face the virus. We're praying for the elderly who face the virus. We pray for those with pre-existing conditions that are afraid to be ushered into a new wave of people who may not take this pestilence seriously. We're praying for the people incarcerated who have no other choice than to be exposed, who may be forgotten. We're praying for those that are still financially strapped, waiting for the stimulus packages, only to be met with people not forgiving old bills and so the financial stress continues because people tend to think that now that you have this money, you can pay me when there are other me's out there with their hands extended. We pray for those people that are feeling stressed out, who refuse to acknowledge that there is a God 
who sits high and looks low and rules in the affairs of men. We are praying for our leaders in the country, those that <clears throat> that actually acknowledge that there is a God in heaven, and those that are still wicked men with power and money who dimly look at the people around them. We pray for the homeless. We pray for those that are sleeping out of the elements in places where it's cold now, where it never was cold before. We're praying for those that are stuck in their homes and are feeling anxiety and stress from the times and the fear that they feel is creeping up on them. We pray for each other. We're praying for marriages that are feeling the stress. We're praying for the love that is growing chillier and chillier between brothers and sisters in the faith. We're praying for our pastors who are feeling weary and are praying less but fretting more. We pray for each other that we remain strong and we reach out to see if all are well. Because sometimes with the, with the distancing, we just need to hear from somebody who loves us, even if it's for but a minute. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Brother David. The declaration will be brought by Brother Tony Sandoval. That order, once again, prayer and corporate praise will be rendered by Brother David. The declaration will be rendered by Brother Sandoval. Immediately following, Brother Sandoval will handle love, life, and victory, where he will further answer questions and bring highlights to the lesson that he teaches this morning. The scripture for this morning is found in Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are established by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. And the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of the holy word. Please again check your mute feature. Make sure that that is depressed and activated. And the next voice you hear will be that, Brother David, bringing us to the throne of grace. My name is Andrew Hart. I now pass the call. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Andrew. All right, let's come to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the blessings that you have poured over us. And we, we thank you for letting us begin a new day. And we begin this day, Lord God, with a grateful heart and a grateful mind. Just grateful for the fact that you woke us up this morning, Lord God. We're just grateful for the fact that you put breath in our body, Lord God. We just thank you for giving us another day, Lord God. Right now, we want to also pray for all of those who are lacking in, in, in all the necessities that they need, if they, they need food or clothes or clean water or shelter, Lord God. We just pray for all of the children, Lord God, all over the world, whatever they're suffering, Lord God, we ask that you just come and show them that you are the great comforter and you are the one that has the author of, of their faiths, Lord God. You are the one with the power in your hands, Lord God. 
We just thank you and lift up everyone who has lost their homes to any of these natural disasters that are going on, Lord God, or any financial hardships that are happening right now or wars or circumstances that are beyond their control. We know that you've got them, Lord God, and we just thank you and pray for them, Lord God. We pray for those who don't have access to food or water right now, Lord God. We know that you are the ultimate water, Lord God. You will quench our thirst, Lord God. You are the ultimate food, Lord God, and you will feed us, Lord God. And so we thank you for that. We just pray for those people that are lacking right now, Lord God, and just ask you to be there for them, Lord God, and just comfort them and bring them your love, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, for all that you're doing, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, for your humble servant, Sister Leonia, and giving her 80 years, Lord God, on this earth, Lord God. We love her, and we're thankful for her service. We're thankful for her presence on this call, Lord God. We've been grateful for your, your great people, Lord God. We ask that we just have everyone check their phones on the mute ministry, Lord God, because we know that we just want to be in, not inhibited by anything that will distract us, Lord God, from you, Lord God. We know that you are the reason, Lord God. As we come to this, we just ask that everyone take their phone off mute and join me in praising the Lord because he is good. He is yes, great. Jesus. He is almighty. Oh, Lord.
And as I was getting prepared to do this, I was having trouble coming up with something. And God told me that you need to tell him what I told you. You need to tell him what I told you. But sometimes we forget that the same God who speaks to me, the same God who speaks to our congregation of my church, also wants to speak to you. It's the same God. It's the same message. It's going to be a little different. It's going to have a little different context. But this morning is about what God wants to do, not just in my church, not just in our congregation, but the congregation, the entire church. It's about what God wants to do. It's about the direction that God wants his people to take. Yeah, I've been in ministry for, um, man, I don't know, 12, 12, 14 years now. And when you minister to people and when you pastor people, especially young people, I've always worked with either uh, young adults or youth. And the primary question that you get from young adults and youth is, uh, what's my purpose? What do I do? What's the direction I should go to? Where, where am I going? What do I do? Right? It's always a directional question. It's always a directional question. And I think God wanted to answer that. I think times are uncertain. Things are difficult. Things are weird with the pandemic, with the transition uh, presidencies. All these different things that are going on, things are just out of the realm of our, of our expectations. And I think God wanted us to give us a clear path in our direction. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Exodus 19. I'm just going to jump in here. But Exodus 19 says, starting with verse 1, says, On the first day of the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidium, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Verse 3. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did in Egypt, how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself, and brought you to myself, and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the words the Lord has commanded him to speak. The people all responded together. We will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answers back to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and you will always put, they will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said, what the people had said. Verse nine again says, then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud title of today's declaration, the title of the message today is Cloud Chasers. Let's pray. Father God, we worship you. We love you, God. We give you this time. We bring this time to your altar. 
speak. We are listening. Your servants are listening, Lord. Maximize yourself and minimize me, God. You speak loud and clear. Your people are hungry. Your people are thirsty. We need you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I remember when me and my wife first started dating, uh, she took me on this hike. And it was in the mountains of Monterey or something like that. It was out there. And she took me on this in this uh, hike. And it was like your typical kind of like, uh, you know, super nice hike. There was trees. Like uh, we parked up on top of the ridge so like you could see the ocean, right? And it was this cool little hike, man. Like it was fun. Like we were looking cute. We were taking selfies. You know, my hair was still combed. Like things were cool, man. I had just got a haircut. Like we were looking good. It looked good. Like we hadn't been breaking sweat, right? We started this great hike, you know, and I'm like, yeah, this is an easy hike. Like you can bring me out here anytime. And we were going down this hike. And I noticed that we started at the top and that we would go down. And it kept going around and around but down, around and around, but down, and eventually took us to the bottom of the valley where there was like a creek. There was like water down there, and it was nice. And we were going down this thing, and, and it was nice. It was cool. It was great. And then I realized, oh, we got to go up now. <laughs> Our car is up there. There's no elevator to take us up. There's no taxi. Can't call no Uber. Like, we walked all the way down, and it was easy, and now we got to get back up to the top of the mountain. Now we got to get up to the top of the hill. And how many of you know, I wasn't looking cute trying to get up that mountain. I was sweating. I was hurting. I was stomping. I was trying to move up there, and it was way harder. My wife is a runner. And when she runs, she can run for days. She doesn't get tired. She has this gene of being able to have this crazy amounts of cardio. And I was like, and I thought I was all bad. I was like, yeah, I'll work out. I could do this. It's no problem. It is easy. You know, if you could do it, I could do it. Uh, well, we did it, but she could do it a lot better than I did because I was huffing and puffing and it was hard. And like I said, we didn't take no selfies on the way up. We took selfies on the way down, but we did not take no selfies on the way up. <laughs> you see, downhill was easy, but coming back uphill was hard. To get back to the mountaintop took three times the effort and three times the time. Three times the effort and three times the time to get back up to the mountaintop. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking of Moses. Because in verse in chapter 19, this is not the first time that Moses goes up, but he keeps going up to Mount Sinai to hear from God every time he wanted to speak to God every time God wanted to speak to him he always had to climb the mountain to get up to Mount Sinai that's where Moses got the law that's where Moses got the Ten Commandments that's where Moses saw the glory of God pass by it was the mountaintop that he expressed that he was exposed to the presence of God, but he always had to climb a mountain. He always had to climb the mountain because that's where the cloud was. That's where the presence of God was. And this morning, I believe that we got some mountain climbers 
in the house today. I believe that we have some mountain climbers who are willing to go the extra mile to get into the presence of God, who don't care if you don't look cute while you do it, who don't care if it takes three times the length and three times the effort. I believe we have some mountain climbers that will work themselves up the mountain to see the glory, to see the glory for their families, to see the glory for their marriages. I believe we have some mountain climbers who will, won't stop grinding, who won't stop until they get to the glory, who won't stop until they get into the presence, that they got to have the glory, even if they go alone, even if they struggle sometimes. You got to climb the mountain for your people, for your kids, for your family, for your spouses, for your promise. I believe that we got some mountain climbers this morning who won't stop until they get to the glory, who won't stop until they get into the present, until they won't stop until they get into the cloud of the presence of God. You see, downhill is easy. Sometimes the momentum of life takes you down into a valley that you were not prepared to climb out of. And now it's time to climb. Now it's time to fight the gravity of the world, the gravity of your sin, the gravity of your shame, the gravity of your pain, the gravity of your brokenness. It's time to fight the gravity of the world and get back up to the mountaintop to see the glory, to get back up to the mountaintop to see the presence of God. Verse 9 of what we read says, the Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in like a dense cloud. God wants you to be cloud chasers, church. He wants you to be cloud chasers. A couple weeks ago, one of our pastors prophesied over our church. And he prophesied that our church was going to be a dense cloud, a rain cloud over the city of San Jose. And that this rain cloud was going to be full of life-giving water, that this rain cloud was going to water the city and bring life to the city. You see, this rain cloud is the presence of God. And on Friday night, we had a worship night via Zoom where we prophesied and we prayed. And I was prophesying over people all the way from Phoenix, Arizona, over two different states we prophesied, two different pastors, me and another speaker, me and another worship leader. We were prophesying back and forth and praying over our people, praying over our congregation, and I saw that cloud. I saw that cloud in the spirit. And I believe that what God wants right now of his people, not just our congregation, but he wants us to be full of cloud chasers, cloud chasers. And I believe that the church is going to be this thick rain cloud that rains over our city, that rains the presence of God over our city, over this state, over this country. But God told me this, that before we could be the cloud, we have to be in the cloud. That before we are to be the cloud, that we have to be in the cloud. Exodus 19 is special. Because God, was, because God was used to speaking to Moses, and Moses was used to speaking to God, and the people were used to getting second-hand power from Moses. And I believe that a lot of us have been used to be getting second-hand power. 
that a lot of us have become used to getting secondhand words from our pastors, from our leaders, from our declares, from our preachers, from our leadership groups, that we're used to getting secondhand words. And chapter 19 is special because this time God doesn't just want to speak to Moses. God says, I want to speak to everybody, bring the whole congregation. I want to speak to all of my people. And I believe that that's what God is taking us into now, a time where God wants to speak to all of us, not just some of us, not just the pastors, not just the preachers, not just the leaders, not just the Moseses and the Joshuas of the group, but God wants to speak to all of us. He wants to invite them into the cloud. He wants to invite them up the mountaintop of Mount Sinai into his presence. But in order to do that, God prepared them. God had them prepare themselves. Church, we need to prepare ourselves because the direction that we are going to is up Mount Sinai, is up the mountaintop. It's into the presence of God. It's into the cloud of God. We are to be cloud chasers, church especially in these most uncertain times, especially in this cusp of revival. We've been seeing the cusp of revival for about a year and a half now, where we really believe that revival is not just coming, it's, it's starting to begin. It's being birthed. It's being birthed. Prepare yourselves, church, because the direction that we're going is up the Mount Sinai and into the presence. If we are to be this thick rain cloud church that rains over the city, over the state, over this country, but God told me that we need to be the that we need to be in the cloud first. Mm-hmm. So as we get ready to be in the cloud, there's a couple things that God tells Moses that his people are to do. That before they can come into the presence of God, they have to do a couple of things. And the first thing that they have to do is they have to consecrate themselves. Verse 14 says says that after Moses had gone down the mountain to the people, he consecrated them and they washed their clothes. You see, in the Bible, the word consecration, it means the separation of oneself from things that are unclean, especially anything that would contaminate one's relationship with a perfect God. You see, consecration also carries the connotation of sanctification, holiness, or purity. You see the importance of being consecrated or pure in our relationship with God. Uh, it's also emph- uh, emphasized in Joshua. So after 40 years in the wilderness, the children of Israel were about to cross over into the Jordan River, into the promised land, and they were given a command and a promise. And Joshua, it says that in Joshua 3, 5, it says, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. I love when I see patterns in the Bible because we can take those patterns even today and use those patterns. Every time God was getting ready to take the people into a new land, into a new chapter, into a new part of their spiritual walk or physical walk with himself, every single time they did that, God had them consecrate themselves. I believe that what's going to happen now is that God's going to take you to a new chapter, a new step, a new level. And that God wants you to consecrate yourselves because you're about to cross the Jordan River. 
You're about to cross into the new land. You're about to cross into a new dimension, a new level, a new promise. And I believe that you're going to cross into those things. And 2 Corinthians 6.17 says, therefore, come out from them and be separate. You're coming out, church, and you need to be separate, says God. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. If you want to be received by God, you need to be clean. You need to be free from touching unclean things. And in 2 Corinthians 7, 1, just to add some more context, it says, because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. And let us work toward the complete holiness because we fear God. Being consecrated is a critical component in our relationship to God and to those in the world. Even Paul in Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and improve what God's will is. Consecrating yourself is more than a symbolic act. It's a spiritual act. It's making yourself worthy of service, worthy to worship, worthy to be in the presence of God. If you want to be at the mountaintop of Mount Sinai within the cloud of the presence of God and be worthy enough to be in the presence of God, you need to consecrate yourselves. You need to consecrate yourselves. How do you consecrate yourselves? You put everything under the blood. There's something beautiful about asking God for forgiveness. In the Lord's Prayer, it says to forgive our daily trespasses. We are to ask God to continually wash us, to continually cleanse us, to continually put us under the blood, under the blood, under the blood. And I love this new song by Maverick City. It's on their new album. If you haven't got it, listen to it, listen to it. It's fire. There's a song that says the blood is still the blood. Because it is. The same blood that saved you is the same blood that can consecrate you. The same blood that saved you is the same blood that you can use to cleanse yourself. Plead the blood over yourself. Plead the blood over your sin. Plead the blood over your family, over your household. Let me tell you how important the blood is. The, 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 the blood is so important that God put it in, 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 uh, in Exodus in Egypt. While the Israelites were enslaved in Egypt, the last plague that was going to cause Pharaoh to finally allow the people to go was that God was going to cause the angel of death to pass over the city and take the life of the firstborn in every family. And the firstborn is very important because it wasn't just a child, it was a promise. Losing the firstborn was losing a promise for generations. It was losing the torchbearer in the family. It was losing the person who was going to carry that wealth of that family generationally, the blessing of that family generationally. To lose the firstborn was to lose your promise, was to lose your hope. Sin comes around to take your hope, to take your firstborn 
to take those things. And what God tells the Israelite people to do is he has them take the blood of a sacrificed lamb and paint the blood on the doorpost. Because when that angel would pass over and see the blood over those doorposts, he would keep walking. He would pass over them and no harm would come to them. You see, you have a spiritual door, church. You have a spiritual door to your heart. That's why Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock because he's trying to get into the door of your soul, the door of your spirit, the door of your heart. And I believe that sin comes a knocking. And sometimes we let them in. We welcome in. We let the, we roll the carpet out for sure. Depression, that's you. You come in. I mean, I recognize you. Feel free to come into my heart. Feel free to come into my spirit. Sin, that's you. Feel free to come in. Addiction, that's you. I know you. Feel free to come in. Sin comes over. But if you put the blood over it, church, if you put the blood over the doorpost of your spirit, over the doorpost of your soul, over the doorpost of your heart, then sin has to pass over. Depression has to pass over. Addiction has to pass over. If you want to consecrate yourselves, put the blood over you. Claim the blood over you. The second thing that they did is they set boundaries. In verse 12, it says that they put limits for the people around the mountain. And God says to put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them, be careful that you do not approach the mountain or touch the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain is to be put to death. God set boundaries for the people and the Israelites were to live within those boundaries that God said. I remember years ago when I was in much better shape, I climbed Half Dome. Uh, up in Yosemite, and Half Dome was a, was a, a crazy hike. It was like 12 hours, um, and it was like 18 miles, and it was all incline to get there, all incline. And it was incline after incline. But the hardest part about hiking Half Dome wasn't the hours and hours of incline. It was the last quarter mile, because the last quarter mile, you didn't walk up casually to the summit of the mountaintop. The last quarter mile was a sheer face rock cliff. It was a sheer face rock cliff. You could not walk up the rest of the way. You had to climb the rest of the way. And people have died climbing this because on either side of you, it's a sheer face drop from a mountain that's 2,000 feet high. And the way that they would do it is they put these wooden beams into the ground and these metal poles into the wooden beams and these ropes that ran alongside creating this barrier where you could literally climb. You would grab a rope on each side and pull yourself up. You were walking up the sheer face of this cliff to get to the top of the mountain. You see, these ropes, they set up a boundary which allowed you to, allowed you safe travel and a place to pull yourself up from. Safe travel and a place 
where you could pull yourself up from. You see, proper life boundaries, they create a place for safe travel for you. It provides a proper ground where there would otherwise be danger and maybe even death. Boundaries also provide a place where you can pull yourself up from. You see, God gives you boundaries. And it's not to restrict you. It's not to take away your freedoms. It's not to hurt you. God gives you boundaries to protect you, not to stifle you, but allow you to grow straight. Like, a, like attaching a stake to a plant, it allows that plant to grow straight and healthy, and it keeps the life of that plant healthy and strong because it grows straight. Let God set your boundaries. Let God set your boundaries. And I felt this on Sunday, and I feel this again this morning, and I feel that a lot of us feel like we've gotten so far outside of the boundaries of God, that we've sinned so much and gone so far outside of the boundaries that God set that we cannot come back, that we cannot come back. That's a lie, church. There is always room for you in the house of God. There was always room for you at the mountaintop with God. There was always room for you in your father's home. There was always room for you in the presence of God. Feel free to come back. The favorite, my favorite part of, of the story of the prodigal son is that he has this moment, and the Bible says that he came to himself. He came to his senses. And him coming back to himself, him coming back to his senses, caused him to come back, to run back to the house of God. Come to your senses. If you feel like you're far away from God, there is room for you here. Come back into the boundaries of God. I love when people come to church. I love when they come broken, ashamed, wounded, sinful. I don't care because if they just come, I know that if we can just get them back in those boundaries, Get them back in those boundaries. All of a sudden, they're growing. They're being healed. They're being reanointed. They're being reintroduced into the presence of God. If we can just get them back in those boundaries. See, and sometimes these boundaries provide us a place to grab, to grab hold of. Sometimes all we know of those boundaries is God is faithful. So if I just hold on to those things, if I just hold on that God is faithful, I can pull myself back into the boundaries. If I just know that God is good, if I just hold on to that, I can pull myself into the boundaries. If I know that God loves me, that may be good enough for me to pull myself up into those boundaries again. Boundaries give us a place that we can pull ourselves back up again. Live within the boundaries, church. Live within the boundaries that God has given you. Verse 14, it says, After Moses had gone down the mountain to the people, he consecrated them and they washed their clothes. They said to the people, Prepare yourselves for the third day. And God appears to them. There was thunder and there was lightning, it says. And a cloud over the mountain and a very loud trump blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. And then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the mountain. And Mount Sinai was covered with smoke. 
because the Lord descended on it in fire, the smoke billowed up like, like smoke from a furnace, it said, and the whole mountain trembled violently, violently. The third thing that the Israelites did is they approached. I feel like so many of us might miss out on this movement that God is doing because we don't approach. You see, so many of us are delaying, are hesitating, are waiting for a signal, a sign, a horn sounding. The Bible says that the horn kept getting louder and louder. Church, the horn of God has been getting louder and louder. There's been lightning, been thunder. There's been smoke billowing of the presence of God. The saddest thing for me is when people come to church Sunday after Sunday or declaration after declaration, and they come, but they don't, uh, they don't approach. They watch the glory of God from far off, and they see the thunder and the lightning at the mountaintop, but they never approach. That's the saddest thing in the world to me. Because the presence of God is so tangible. The presence of God, the spirit of God is moving so tangibly. You could see it. You feel it. You can feel the earth shake. You can see the lightning, thunder, the smoke, the heavy cloud. But if you never approach it, you're missing out. God is speaking loud and clear. God is moving in powerful ways. Approach the presence of God, church. Approach the cloud of God, church. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. I'm getting ready to close with this. But be a cloud chaser, church. It's the presence of God. Don't worry about the direction. I love that TJX said this. He said, don't worry about your direction or your purpose. Worry about your season. Worry about where you are right now. What I believe God wants us to do right now is go to the presence, go into the cloud, go into the mountaintop. God wants to speak to all of us, not just the Moseses and the Joshuas, but God wants to speak to all of his people. The cloud is not coming, church. It's here. The tangible presence of God is here. After this, after God appears to the people at Mount Sinai, God calls Moses up a little further into the mountain, into the cloud, and he gives them the Ten Commandments. And after that, right after that, in Exodus 24, 4, God tells Moses this. He says, make an altar of earth for me and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, your sheep and your goats. And wherever I cause my name to be honored, I will come to you and bless you. If you make an altar of stone for me, do not build it with dress stone, for you will defile it if you use a tool. And I feel like God was telling me that he wants less, less glitz and glamour and more presence. Love is called because there is no glitz and glamour. We're on a phone line, we can't see each other. There's no smoke machine or rock band or or you know, $30,000 light system, $50,000 sound system. This is all presence. This is all God's presence. The fact that we can communicate 
the presence of God from different cities due to phone, to different phone lines recorded and then process and pull out that phone call. And yet the presence of God is still there. That's what God wants. I feel like God is telling that he doesn't want beautifully ornate altars. He wants undefiled altars that welcome his presence. It says in that verse that I read, wherever I cause my name to be honored, I will come to you and bless you. Wherever you are, however you look like, however you feel like, whether you carry the sin or the weight of the world on your shoulder, it says if you cause the name of the Lord to be honored within your altar, within your space, within your congregation, within your family, within your children, your relationships, your 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 marriages, if you cause the name of the Lord to be honored, God will come to you and God will bless you. God does not need our help. He needs us to get out of his way and allow his presence to do what only he can do. Uh, let me tell you something, church. I hope that God blesses you financially. I hope that God gives you that car that you're praying for. I hope that God blesses you with, with the job that you're praying for, with that need that you're praying for. I hope he gives you a relationship that you want. But you know that the most important thing that God can give you, and I believe that God can help you practically. I believe that, that God wants to help you practically. You know what the greatest gift that God can give you is? It's his presence. The greatest gift that you can get from God is this pure, unadulterated understanding that God is always with you. And God goes before you. Let's chase this cloud, church. Let's chase this cloud, church. Let's chase this cloud. Before I preach the sermon on Sunday, I'm done, so I'm just going to tell you the story real quick. Right before this, we preach live, so we have church live just outside right now. Right before this, we have pre-service prayer. I believe that God wanted me to get something at pre-service prayer, so I went to pre-service prayer. And right before I went in, uh, they had already started praying, and I always use the iPad when I preach live. And on this iPad, I use the cloud, because cloud, you can take and access everywhere. To worry about saving a document to my iPad and doing all that stuff, I can just pull it from the cloud. Well, I went to go pull it from the cloud to make sure I had it dialed up ready for service, and my sermon wasn't there. My preacher's worst nightmare is that 20 minutes before he's supposed to preach to a packed house, to a full congregation. You see, we preach not only live, we preach on Zoom, and we are preaching on Facebook Lives. We are preaching to a lot of people on Sunday, and my sermon was gone. It was gone, deleted, erased. I was blocked out of the cloud. So after pre-service prayer, I got a hold of my wife, and it's like any good husband, I go to my wife and I say, you need to help me, because <laughs> I can't find my sermon. It's gone. So that's with it a little bit, and, and uh, what happened is the iPad is not mine, it's my wife's. So I had locked me out because I did not recognize the device that I was using. I locked out of the cloud. I couldn't access the word. 
that God gave me. Go on silent with this. I was able to get in because I, I own um, multiple businesses because of that I have multiple passwords and keys to get into different clouds. You have the keys, church. That you feel like you don't have access to this cloud. I feel the presence so strongly right now. I feel that so many of us feel like we do not have access to the cloud. That we don't have access to the presence of God. That we don't have access to the presence of God where we can pull from it, from our word, from our the presence is so strong that we feel that we don't have access. And God is saying, you have the keys. You have the keys to your promise, church. You have the keys to your peace, church. You have the keys to your promise, your power, your strength, the word of God. You have the keys. You have the access to the cloud. Chase the cloud, church. The keys, church. Chasers of the presence of God. Let's pray. God, thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for speaking loud and clear, Lord. Thank you for that word. Thank you for the power. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that your people, that your servants were willing to listen. Willing to climb the mountaintop to get into your presence, God. And I just pray, Lord, a blessing over each and every single person at the sound of my voice, Lord. That this message, this word, this seed fall on good soil. That it change the lifestyle. That it change changes their thought process, that it changes their direction, that they run into the cloud. Kind of the mountaintop. Get to you, God. We love you. We worship you. We give you all the honor and all the praise, God. All the glory goes to you and only you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much to Claire Victor DV. We love, uh, we love doing this and we're just so thankful to be here this is the part of the call where we just open things up so if you have a question if you have a comment if you have a prayer request i would love to hear from you so go ahead and meet yourselves and I, like i said i would love to hear from you if you have anything to say good morning tony this is rochelle happy favor freedom friday uh great message and i just want to um put my daughter on there. Um, her name is, we call her Missy. Um, and just for that, her faith that she gets in the cloud uh, and know mm-hmm. that the cloud is um, for her favor, for her for her good, that all things work for her good. So thank you. Great declaration. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, we'll definitely pray for Missy. Can, can we pray for Missy real quick? Go right ahead. I'm fine with it. Okay, perfect. Um, Man, you wouldn't believe what a power, even a one-minute prayer will do for somebody. So, uh, Lord, we just pray, Missy, for old Missy. Lord, we leave her at your altar. Lord, we ask that you drive her closer and closer into your presence, God. Lord, we pray that you lift her up, Lord. We pray that you take her to that next level, God, Lord. We pray that you anoint her steps, God, Lord. We pray that wherever she go, every land that she steps underfoot, she will own. She will take authority over, Lord. Give her peace. Give her powerful words. Give her a new declaration for a new chapter in her life, God, Lord. Worship you. We love you, Lord. We seal this over, Missy. We seal this promise 
-hmm. and this prophecy over Missy, God, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tony. Of course, of course. Thank you for that. Is there anybody else? Does anybody have any comments, any questions, any prayer requests? Good morning, Good morning Ms. Clarify. Good morning, good morning. I think there was two of you, but go go ahead, somebody, anybody. <laughs> uh, you can you can go ahead, sir. Okay, I'll go. This is Sh- Sister Shante. Good morning. Um, that was a wonderful word, Brother Tony. That just fell on my heart. And I just want to um, ask you if you can please pray for my two sons, Hezekiah, Israel, and myself, that God would just keep his hand on us and that God will just continue to shower his blood on us and just um, favor us and just allow us to show honor to others and to love others and to forgive how God wants us to forgive, please, in Jesus' name. Of course, of course. Uh, Yeah, let's pray real quick for Hezekiah and Israel here. Um, I just looked up the meaning of Hezekiah because I don't know what it means. (laughs) And the meaning of that name means Yahweh strengthens. Yahweh strengthens. So you have one son who Yahweh strengthens, and you have another son who wrestles with God. Wrestles with God. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Let's pray for God, Lord, we just lift up Hezekiah to you. We lift up Israel to you, Father Lord. Lord, these are sons of yours, Lord, that you're going to strengthen, that you're going to speak to. These are sons that are going to wrestle with you, but that means that they're going to be sons who interact with you, Lord, who lay hold of you, God, Lord, who put their hands on you. To wrestle with you is not a bad thing, Lord. They will wrestle with you like they, they shake a wrestle with you, Lord, that they're going to wrestle until they get they're going to wrestle until they get their peace. They're going to wrestle with you until they get their power. They're going to wrestle with you until they get the promise. And you are going to strengthen them, Lord. Yahweh will strengthen these two men, Father Lord. We worship you. We lift them up to you. We put them under the blood. We put this family under the blood, Lord. We declare that they will be free. We declare that they will be full of peace. We declare that this family will be powerful. We declare that this family will be blessed in all Lord, financially, physically, health-wise, Lord, spiritually, bless this family, God. We put them under blood, Lord. We worship you. We love you. We seal this promise over this family, God. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. You too, sister. You too. Okay. Anybody else have any questions, comments, prayer requests? Amen. This is Juanita. Um, this was a great declaration, and thank you. Um, I also would like to have prayer for my two sons um, and their families. Um, Tony is my oldest son, and Tavares is my younger son. Did you say your son was uh, Tony? Yes. That's a good name, sister. That's a good name. <laughs> let's pray let's pray uh let's pray for tony and tavares father we just lift up tony and tavares father lord i i love leaving people at your altar father lord because it means that we don't hold the keys to their freedom anymore you do it means that we don't carry the burden of them you do it means that we don't hold the keys to their healing you do lord so we leave tony and tavares at your altar because we know that you're in control. We know that you're going to do something powerful in them. We know, we believe, and we declare 
that you are going to get a hold of Tony. You're going to get a hold of Tavares. You're going to go to hold of their families. And Lord, we believe it and we declare that you're going to war for your son. That you're going to war and battle. I see God getting on his chariot, ready to ride for his two sons, willing to go into battle for his two sons. So, Lord, we see that. We declare that. We speak that into existence. We speak that over Tony and Tavares' lives, that you're getting ready to go to battle for them, to rescue them, to pull them from the fire, to heal them, to speak to them, to anoint them. Lord, we believe that. We declare that. We seal that over Tony and over Tavares and both of their families, Lord. And in amen. Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, of course. Good, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Pastor morning. Tony. I, this is Didi. And, you know, I know it's probably there's a few of us on here that we talk every day. We always have a comment. We get something. And so I never want to, um, well, I'm going to just say it with the Holy Spirit. So this is the first time this morning, the, the, the ones on the call that know me and know my testimony know that my firstborn uh, didn't make it. Um, he was born at five months, so, you know, he didn't even have <clears throat> a chance to breathe on this side. But when you were talking about the curses and the, you know, the firstborn, it changes things. I never even thought, my oldest son, because then I had a son, Armani, who's now 31. And when I tell you this boy is not of this world, I, I, I kid you not, just his temperament, his talent, just the you can, you know that there's something really special and gifted about him being a young black man coming from Richmond and still, you know, college educated, all of that, but not until I heard what you said. So now I know that because the, there's so many attacks that's been on him. So your test, their share this morning just really opened up a whole new door for me to pray and know to plead the blood. I know to plead the blood of Jesus, but I know now because, I mean, when I tell you this boy has been attacked so much tormented and gone away to college to play for it's just a lot but I get it now because I know my firstborn son I named him Demetrius I never saw him I never even looked at him but I know that there's um there's there's a tie into that and so I just want to thank you because I have uh I had it would have been Demetrius I would have had two boys and a girl I I can tell you this on a call because I would have stopped (laughs) so now I have two girls and a boy and you know but God has really um, been good to me, but you, what you were talking about, the curses, and when that firstborn doesn't come, it does change the whole flow. So I know that everything that I've gone through as a, as a, you know, getting married, divorce, all stuff, was for a purpose. But I, I thank you because I know now exactly how to go in now harder than ever before because of what you said. I don't know if anybody else, that was for me. So I thank you this morning. I love you to life, the blood of Jesus, the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. So I thank you, Tony, and I love you guys so much. Thank you for that. Of course, Didi. Do you mind if I pray for Armani real quick? I just feel like I want to. I want to pray for. Oh, him. Yeah. thank you so much. Um, I, I look. I looked up the the meaning of Demetrius. I like looking up people's names. I like because uh, I don't think that we name uh, you know kids uh, just out of uh, willy nilly, but the, the name uh, Demetrius, um, and I lost it here. The name of Demetrius means devoted to God. And I, I feel like what God wanted to do with your bloodline, Didi, is he, he wanted it to be devoted to God. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're you're giving birth to a bunch of Samuels, that your, your sons and your daughters are people who are devoted to him, mm-hmm. people who are handed over to him. And because of that, uh, Armani carries this this heavy generational burden um, because he has this heavy generational calling on his life. 
So I, I just felt that as soon as you were talking about him and going through some things, and and Armani's a generational curse breaker, and he's also a generation uh, a generation of fortune setter, which means he's setting fortunes not just financially but spiritually that are going to carry over generations. That's what he is, uh, and that's why he gets attacked. So we're going to pray over Armani, Lord. We just love him. We worship you for Armani. We love you for giving. Uh, the world, Armani, Lord, that he doesn't just belong to Didi, he belongs to generations, Lord. He's a firstborn. He carries the promises that he's not going to carry the curses of generations before, but you're going to birth new promises in Armani that are going to carry over generations, that are going to expand over uh, uh, over livelihoods and over lifetimes, God, Lord, that you're going to birth in him dreams that are not going to be accomplished just in his lifetime but in his grandchildren's lifetimes and his great grandchildren's lifetime, that he is a generational and a bloodline changer, that you are setting the course, Lord. I see that you've created him to be a pivot stone, a pivot stone, that this whole generational line is going to pivot with Armani's choices, with Armani's decisions, with his power, with his strength, with his struggle, Lord, that you're going to pivot an entire generation on the things that you do in and around Armani's life, Lord. We believe that. We lift them up to you. We ask that you strengthen him. We ask that you encourage him. We ask that you have your mighty right hand on him. We put him under the blood, Lord, Lord. We put him under the blood that no weapon formed against him shall prosper, Lord. That he will not be, that he may be wounded, but he will not be stopped, Lord. That he may be hurt, but he will not be broken, Lord. That he may be empowered, God to keep pushing forward, to keep grinding, to keep reaching those new levels, Lord, because he has the weight of generations to come. And I really see that, Didi. And I, I feel like God wants you to pray for this, that you, you don't need to pray for generations that come before him because God has freed him of those generational things. But you need to pray for the generations that are going to come after him because that's what our money is doing. God is not worried about the past generations. He's worried about the future ones now. He's working on the future ones now, Lord. So we speak that. We believe that. We declare that over our money. We leave him at your altar. We leave him at your feet, God, Lord. We put him under the blood, God. We love him. We worship you, God. We give you all the honor and all the glory. Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Tony. That was so spot on. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to really make sure Armani hears that prayer. Thank you, man of God. That was spot on. I love you. Of course. Thank you, Dee No problem. Hello, Good, morning. Good morning. It's Nikisha. Um, I enjoyed your decoration, and I'm asking you to pray for my son, Malik. His mind is being attacked. He's not dealing with this pandemic well, and the death of my nephew, which was his cousin slash brother. So please, I beg all of you to, if you think about him, just lift him up, because he's not doing well at all. What was his What was his name, sister? His name is Malik, and it means king. Malik. Got it. Sorry, I'm making a note of it. So if you hear me pausing, it's I'm I'm uh, I'm writing it down. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely, we'll definitely pray for Malik. Um, was there anybody else who had about the same kind of prayer, kind of praying over a mindset? praying over maybe depression in this time. Good morning, Pastor Tony. Good morning. My name is um, Cynthia. 
And um, I have two boys, grown boys. One stay with me. He's 22, Christopher, and my other son, Zivantre. And I have a daughter named Jasmineke. And I just wanted to know, if you don't, you don't have to do it now, but can you just call upon their name? I've been praying for them, um, praying for their lives and stuff like that, that they give their life to God and stuff like that. I have no, no conversation, no nothing whatsoever with my daughter. All I was told is she's in Texas. Um, the last time I heard from her about her, she wasn't um, doing too good. And then um, well, my boys, they're doing fine, but they're in the life of um, smoking weed. And I just, I've been praying for them about that, um, praying to God that they will um, have a changed life. I raised them up in church and stuff like that, but I didn't speak to them about the Bible and stuff because I didn't know I was supposed to do that. All I knew was to go to church. I didn't know mm -hmm. to study the word and stuff like that. So I didn't put it on them and study with them. I just raised them in church. So I'm just asking you, just um, continue helping me um, lift them up in prayer that they will get a life and that their life will change. And the life that I'm living, uh, eventually they will see the life that I'm living and that they will want to change one day. Of course. Your your son's name was Christopher and Jasmine. My son is Christopher and Zivantre, and my daughter' name is Jasmine. Okay. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for Malik, Christopher, Devontre, and Jasmine right now. But I feel like um, every prayer request we've had right now uh, has been for for children. Uh, for kids, for sons, for daughters. Mm -hmm. And I feel very specifically right now uh, that God, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to best articulate this the way I see it. Um, I feel like God wants his sons back. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like God is done playing. Like God wants his sons back. Mm -hmm. and, and what? What people don't understand is that <gasps> sons sons are different than daughters, and, and and not because they're more special or anything like that, but but mm -hmm. God created men specifically to be leaders. It doesn't mean that women can't be leaders. It's not it's not that. It's that mm -hmm. that men God created men to be leaders of a household, right? And it, it doesn't again it doesn't mean that women can't be leaders because God uses women just as powerfully as He does men. Um, but I feel like there's special attacks on men. And that it, it's for some reason the pull of the world is mm -hmm. a lot heavier on men. Whatever it might be, it might be a pride thing, it might be all that, but it's something I've seen for the past 34 years, not just in my own life, but in people around me. So I, I, I just want to pray for that real quick. And I want to take a look at it because I really believe that God wants his sons back. So Lord, you want your sons back. We believe that. And we, we believe with every mother here, with every father here, that their sons are going to be delivered, that their sons are going to be healed. And I, I see that so strongly, God, Lord. And I don't think it's any coincidence that you put it in my heart, that section of 
the Bible where Jesus is talking about the prodigal son and where the son comes to himself to his a realization that he has to come back home to his father's house. I believe that you put that that uh, desire in his heart to come back to the father's house, God. So I pray for every son, every son, Lord, that's represented by every mother here, by every father here, every son, Lord. We believe and we declare it that you are going to have them come to themselves, come to a realization that they need to get back to the Father's house, that in the Father's house there is blessing, that in the Father's house there is peace, in the Father's house there is power, in the Father's house there is covering, in the Father's house there is purpose, Lord. There are sons who wander without purpose. There are men, young and old, that are right now wandering without purpose because they're not fulfilling their God-given purpose as men, as warriors for God, as leaders for God. And Lord, we call every single prodigal son represented on this call to come home, to come to themselves, to come to the reality that you desire them, you want them, you call them, you desire them, you have a place for them in your home, that they will not be, uh, that they will not be ignored when they come home, God, that they won't be chastised when they come home, that they won't be shamed when they come home. Just like you did with the prodigal son, you put a ring on his finger, shoes on his feet, a coat, and you threw a party, Lord. You will welcome them with open arms, God. You will give them their church, their title, their purpose, and their promise back. Yeah. That's what you did in the Bible, and that's what you're going to do for our sons. That's what you're going to do for the sons represented here, Lord. We declare that. We believe that. We leave them at your altar, Jesus. We put the blood all over them. We put them under the blood, Jesus. And we declare that our sons, our daughters, our prodigals are coming home. In Jesus' name, Lord, we declare it. They're coming home. They're coming yeah. to themselves. Even today, yeah. even now, yeah. I see chains being broken. I see mindsets being freed. I see hearts yeah. being broken. Yeah. I see lifestyles being left behind. Mm-hmm. I see people yeah. putting down weed. I see people putting down alcohol. I see people putting down uh, depression. I see people laying everything down. I see people coming to the end of themselves yeah. and being back to yeah. you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank, thank, thank you. you for mother. Thank you for praying, Father God. We worship you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hi. Um, you guys, it's Pastor Tony, right? Yes. Hi, Pastor Tony. Um I I just had to say something. My name's Christina. I'm here in Atlanta. And and two things. Um, to the to the lady who um, praying for her sons to be delivered from weed, I'm going to lift them up for you because I understand that struggle, and God will deliver them from that demonic spirit of addiction. Um, and Pastor Tony, I know we've been praying for sons. I just wanted to know if you could just pray for my daughters real quickly. Um, my nine-year-old, her name is Chrisette, and about a month ago, she was almost about to give her life to the Lord. Um, she wanted the gift of speaking in tongues, and 
me and my brother had to explain to her that you have to first be filled with the Holy Spirit by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And she was, I mean, this close to doing it, but then got scared. Um, so she wants to know Jesus so much and she really wants to accept him. So if y'all could just lift her up, um, that she will continue to read. We've been reading the word um, and just get to know him better. And my three-year-old, her name is Joy. Um, and she's, she's definitely, um, definitely has a bold spirit on her. Um, but just that she would continue, that I would continue to have the strength and the boldness as her mother to not let her run over me, but to meet um, her boldness with bold discipline so that I can continue to raise her the way she needs to go. Um, so it's Chrisette, who's nine, and Joy, who's um, three. Yeah, we can, we can pray now. Yeah, we can pray now. Father God, we just lift up that to you. We lift up joy to you, Father Lord. Um, we just love that you love the children. Yeah. We love that you protect the children. We believe that even the children come to you, are called by you, are beckoned by you, are wanted by you, are desired by you, God, Lord. Lord, we just spray over Chris and that you have her make the decision that she may not be afraid, Lord, mm -hmm. that she may come to herself, Father Lord, that she may be willing to accept you, Father Lord. She may be excited to accept you, Lord. And we believe that she will accept you, Father Lord, sooner rather than later, Lord. I know that you're speaking to her even now, God. I feel like you're speaking to her, God, that you're whispering to her, that you're bringing her closer to yourself, that she's seen the way you move, that she may not understand the way you move, but that she sees it, she feels it. She can feel it in her spirit, even if she doesn't know it, Lord. You speak the same over joy, Lord. As young as she is, the baby that she is, Father, Lord, we believe uh, for her, the rest of her life, Lord, that she's going to be called by you, that she's going to be protected by you, that she's going to be guarded and shielded by you, Father, Lord, that you're going to use that strong personality and that strong will, Lord, to come to you, to help others, to heal others, to serve others, God, Lord. We believe for both these little girls, Lord, that you're going to do something powerful, something prophetic, and something that's going to change their family, Father, Lord, and their surroundings because you first changed them, Lord. We believe that. We declare it. We leave them at your altar. We plead the blood over Chris. We plead the blood over joy, Father Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Good morning, Sister, Sister Sylvia. Soulful Sylvia, as I was uh, name changed. Um, thank you so much for your declaration, Pastor Tony. And um, I like the part about being a mountain climber and not just mm -hmm. climbing the mountain for ourselves, but climbing the mountains for our children, for our loved ones, for other people. Um, and as I'm listening to all the prayers that are going out, I, I couldn't help but think about, because we're a lot of young people, men and young women, um, I want to lift up um, my granddaughters, Taylor and Siani. Uh, Taylor father committed suicide in 2018. She was 11 years old and she has struggled. She's doing better now, but she has struggled. I tell you, the enemy has, she has been under attack. She's, you know, at times wanted to go join her father. She's had attempts of suicide. She's been on psych wards. I mean, all of this in the last three years. Um, thank God for a praying grandmother and thank God for his hand staying on her 
where she's not in that state of mind right now. However, mm-hmm. I, and and she's one of those that you can be driving down the highway and she's going, oh, somebody's in an accident, and she'll just go into prayer right away for this unknown family. So I know there's something that God has uh, purposeful for Taylor's life, and she's just turned 14. And then Siani, who um, was having trouble in high school first year, um, disappeared, couldn't find her, um, just being drawn in by the world. And, you know, her mom didn't take her to church or wouldn't take her, rather. So I took her. She joined the youth fellowship. And both these girls, Taylor and Siani, a year apart in, in their deliverance, asked to be baptized, and they were. So Siani is five months away from, and she turned her life completely around this young 17-year-old who has a job, a car, <laughs> and is determined. And she will be um, a student freshman year at Howard University this coming fall. So I just ask that you lift up my granddaughters, who I have been pouring into and continue to pour into every chance I get. Thank you. Yeah, I've climbed uh, mountains daily for them. <laughs> yeah. I know you do. I'm a, I'm a product of a praying mother. Uh, my mom prayed for me no matter how late I stayed out night or if I didn't come home or I was living wild. My mom never stopped praying for me, and um, it pays off in the end. Um, it pays off in the end. So let's pray for Taylor and Fiani, Father. We, Lord, we just lift up Taylor and Fiani to you, Father. Lord, we, we leave them at your altar. Lord, we pray over the... Um, we just bind the spirit of suicide, Father. Lord. We bind the spirit of depression. We bind the spirit of self-harm, Father. Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, they have no place over Taylor. They have no place over Fiani, Father. Lord. It doesn't matter if it's in their their bloodline. It doesn't matter if it's generational. It doesn't matter if their father committed it, Father Lord. It does not matter, Lord. You are a God that supersedes all curses, supersedes all issues, supersedes all problems, Lord. We speak that into Taylor and Fiani's life, Lord, that suicide will not be a part of their story, God. It will not be a part of their generational line. It will not be a part of their thought process. It won't be a part of their belief system. Lord, we bind the spirit of suicide. We bind the spirit of depression. We bind the spirit of um, self-harm, Lord. It will have no place in Taylor's life. It will have no place in Fiani's life, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus. Where there was one suicide, there's the blood now, Lord. Where there was depression, there's the blood now, Lord. Where there was hurt now, there's there's the blood, Lord. Where there was struggle, there's the blood, Lord. We remove everything that may be ailing them or hurting them or attacking them in Jesus' name, Lord. And we plead the blood over those empty places, Lord, over those empty spaces, God, over those hurts and those wounds, God. We plead the blood over Taylor and Fiani, God, Lord. We thank you for them. We thank you for a praying grandmother. We pray for thank you for praying mothers. We thank you for praying fathers, God, Lord. We love you. We worship you, God. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Does anybody else have any questions, comments, prayer requests here? Good morning, Pastor Tony. This is Jubilant. Um, I just, I'm so glad you guys are praying for uh, that you're praying for the children. I'm one of my. I have seven grandkids, and out of the seven, the oldest one, she's she's going to be 13 this year. But I've been having this. I've been praying over her a lot lately because. 
she has a lot of um she has dynamics in her family like my my son is my son's daughter and um uh, she's old out of the seven but she comes from a biracial uh you know relationship but um she's always seems kind of awkward and kind of out of place and then her mom my son and her mom are not together, but her mom's uh, is um, is is gay. So she just has a lot of dynamics. Um, she's a chocolate girl, so she's always around. Uh, excuse my, you know, I'm French, but she's always around Caucasian people. So it's like she's like a, like so like she's struggling with her identity right now. She's got a lot of things going on and. Um, she's very hard on herself when it comes to school. She's going to be entering into high school in, in a few years. I just want you to pray over her. Her name is Kylie. Um, she has a lot of responsibility. Her siblings are younger than her. Like, she's 13, but she has um, three brothers, and they're mm -hmm. under five. So she has that responsibility as well. And... Um, she was telling my daughter she talks to them because she doesn't really feel like she can talk to her either one of her parents, her father or her mother. They're pretty strict. So could you please lift her up? Her name is Kylie. Oh, here we go. Yeah. yeah well, let's just pray for Kylie real quick. Lord, we just lift up Kylie to you, Father. We thank you, Father Lord, for a praying grandma oh, again, yeah. Father Lord. Thank you that you're lifting her up. We thank you that you're, you've You've made her uh, a, a strong young woman, Father Lord. That you're building up, um, Lord. I just, I just, um, I don't know why I think of this word, Lord, when I'm praying about her. But I, I feel like you're making her courageous, Lord. Mm -hmm. That right now she may not be courageous, that she may be finding her identity, Father Lord. But that you're going to reveal to her, Father Lord, that her identity is not in where she grew up, how she grew up. Yeah. That it's her identity is not in even the the color of her skin or the mixture of races, Father Lord, that their, their, their identity is going to be found in you, God, yeah. that you are going to anchor her identity in you, Father Lord. And a person who knows where they come from is a person that knows where they're going to go, Lord. And I believe you're going to give this woman, this young girl, Kylie, Father Lord, this, this supernatural sense of direction, Lord. But she's going to be able to find where it is that she is supposed to go, Lord, because her identity will be rooted in you, Father Lord. It will be rooted in something stronger than bloodline, stronger than race, stronger than anything else, Father Lord. It's going to be rooted in an understanding that you are her father, that you are her God, that you are her creator, Father Lord, that you are that you have propositioned her, Father Lord, to be a leader, to be a powerful woman, Lord that you're carrying her to next levels, Father Lord. We ask you uh, that you keep her on the right path, that you keep her within the boundaries of her purpose, Father Lord, that you keep her within the boundaries of your grace, Father Lord. We just lift her up. We leave her at your altar. We plead the blood over her, over her situations, God, Father Lord, over her mind, over her heart, over her spirit, Father Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. No worries. You're welcome. Um, anybody else have anything else? Any comments, questions, prayer requests? Okay. It's Krishanda. Right. I'll just make a quick comment. A couple, couple of things. I um, I do have a prayer request, but first I want to comment on your declaration. I love your 
um, analogy about the hiking and how you had to climb back up the hill was so glorious going back down and having to come back up. I love uh, being a cloud chaser, um, what's happening in the world and about revival uh, coming. I'm so excited that you're teaching about that because I feel that in my spirit also. Um, and then, of course, I want to ask you to pray for my sons and daughters, just cover them. Um, and my son's name is Brandon, and my daughter's name is Courtney. Brandon and Courtney. Mm-hmm. How old are they? My daughter will be 26, and my son is 33. 33. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah, Lord, Lord, we just lift up Brandon and Courtney to you, Father. We thank you so much for uh, their character, Lord. Thank you. Um, um, I, I feel, Lord, like like specifically for Brandon, Father Lord, that you're, uh, you've made him a people builder, Father Lord. Uh, years ago, you told me that I was to be a pe- people builder. That, that was my purpose. That was my gifting. That was what you wanted me to be, to do, to, to say, to speak on, that you were going to make me a people builder, Father Lord. And I just feel like Brandon has that same calling and that same gifting, Father Lord, and that the weight of that calling and that gifting sometimes weighs on him, Father Lord, because he is not just supposed to be a mentor or a business leader, Father Lord, a, an educational leader, Lord, that year, that he's also supposed to be a spiritual leader, a spiritual builder, Father Lord. So I ask that you make that plain to him, Lord, that he understand that, Lord, that he may not be afraid of the calling, that he may not be afraid of his purpose, Lord, but that yeah, he Lord. may be encouraged, God, Lord, that this purpose is given by you and will be worked out by you, Father Lord. And all he has to do is obey and rely on you, Lord. We lift up Courtney to you, Father Lord. We ask that you protect her, heal her, surround her with your presence, Father Lord. Push her in the right direction, God, Lord. Remind her that the greatest gift that you give is the gift of your presence, Lord, that your presence may be heavy on her, on her home, on her family, and wherever she is, Lord, that she carry the presence, the presence that her mother prays over her, Father Lord. We just love you. Thank you, God. We give you all the honor and all the praise, God. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. No worries. You're welcome. Good morning. My name is Monica. And I would like for you to pray for my two sons. One, um, Marcus, he's 32, and Marlo, he's 27. And their families, please. That's a cool name, Marlo. I like that. Thank um, you. Let's uh, let's pray for Marcus and uh, and Marlo, Lord. We just lift up these two sons of yours, Father Lord. Lord, we just know that before they belong to a mother, before they belong to a father, Lord, they belong to you. They belong to their heavenly Father, Lord. And we ask you to take care of your possession. We ask you to take care of your beloved. We ask that you take care of Marcus and Marlo, God. We pray that you put a hedge of protection around them, Lord. We pray that you give them uh, life and life more abundantly, Lord. We ask that you just protect their families, God. We make them that you. We ask that you make them men of God, powerful men of God, Lord, compassionate men of God, Father Lord, uh, unrelenting men of God, Father Lord. We ask that you bless them wherever they go, Lord. Like you say, wherever your name is blessed, you will bless them, Father Lord. So I ask that they bless your name. I ask that they bless your promises and your purposes, God, Lord, so that you can bless their lives, God. We lift them up to you. 
We plead the blood of the lamb over Marcus. We plead the blood of the lamb over Marlo. We plead the blood over their families, God, Lord. And we just leave them at your altar and at your feet, God, Lord. We love you. We worship you, God, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome, sister. Amen. As well, my children, this is Deidre. And I have Alicia is 20, will be 21 in a few weeks. Dejan is 27. And I have Dion. He is 12 years old. Um, thank you for the day. You got it, sister. Um, <laughs> you guys, uh, I love praying for young adults. Young adults are me and my wife's heart. We lead our young adults ministry in our church. Uh, send them my way <laughs> every Friday. Our ministry is called Pulse um, at 7 p.m. But young, I love hearing all these age ranges and age groups. I love that they're young people. I love that they're young adults specifically. Uh, Jesus was a young adult when he carried out his ministry. And the disciples were young adults. Uh, they were teenagers. They were youth heading into being young adults when they were being called and, and purposed into their ministries. It, 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 is no, <laughs> it is no coincidence that God is put it on my heart and my wife's heart to be young adults, pastors, but also it's in his heart because it's the young adults who are going to do the work. It's the young people are going to be doing his bidding so i love i love praying for these young adults man so lord we just lift up uh we love we just lift up this year we lift up these young adults or we lift up all these young adults Lord. we believe that 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 you desire them father lord not just to keep them on the shelf but to use them lord these are tools these are weapons these are people that you're going to call and purpose Lord. these are people that are going to be world changers community builders father lord healers father lord prophesiers, preachers, writers, Father, musicians, people that can change the world, Father Lord. You want the young people. You called the young people. You yourself were a young person when you carried out your ministry. You yourself called the young people to be disciples, Lord. You desire the youth. You desire the young men. You desire the young women. You want them. You need them. You want to use them, Lord. So we just pray over each and every single youth and young adult, Father Lord, because we believe that you're going to be calling them, that you're going to be knocking on the spirit door, Lord, that you're going to be knocking on their hearts, on their minds, Lord. And we just ask that they let you in, that they let you in, and that they let you do the work that you want to do within them and around them, God, Lord. We leave them at your feet. We leave them at your altar, God, Lord. You plead the blood over each and every single young person, Father, Lord. Every single young person that's on the prayer of their mother and their father's mind, God, their grandmother's mind. We pray over these young people, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can you send me the information so I can post it in the victory room for the young adults to pass it on? This is Rochelle. Yeah, of course. I'll send over. Uh, I'll send over the link here. I'm um, looking at my wife because she's better at sending links than I am. So we'll, we'll get we'll get it somehow over there. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, you, on... you can send it to me, and I'll make sure it gets on there. Okay. Perfect. I'll we'll send it over. 
Hi, this All is right. Sylvia again. I'm I'm looking for a, a youth ministry for my granddaughters. Uh, I mean, uh, one that they can go to physically go to um, because they were really active with the youth ministry, and now the youth minister has left. So the church is in transition, and it just made such a difference. And they have not had that in over a year. And with Siani getting ready to go off to college, I'm really looking for somewhere where they can physically go. If it's anything open, please let me know. I, I don't know of a youth that's physically open. What we have done is we have felt this really strong calling on the young people of our church. So what we've done is we used to have youth on Fridays and young adults on Thursdays by way of Zoom. Um, and what we are doing now is we actually combine the two because we're doing a series uh, about the voice of God. So we combined, we joined forces with the, with the youth pastor, uh, and we do it all in one on Fridays. It is on Zoom, uh, but it has been powerful. Um, we, we, we have young adults from all over the country, from different states, from New York, Texas. We're in California, Arizona. Uh, we're getting youth kids from all over the country, not just California as well. So um, although it is not in person, uh, it has been powerful on Zoom, and you wouldn't believe how God moves. I mean, we have like 60 people logins uh, just on Zoom from all over the country tuning in. So uh, I think God is, is pulling, throwing the net out to all these young people. So it may not be in person, but uh, it is it is pretty, it is very powerful on Friday nights at 7 o'clock. So uh, I'll send that information over here when we when I get a minute here. Um, but I, unfortunately, I do not know of an in-person one right now. Hey, Tony. Yes, ma'am. This is Didi. Thank you for that. And and, and honestly, in this, in this climate right now, it's not going to be too much stuff open. It's not really. So the Zoom stuff has really been powerful. And I think that's what God is moving us towards. I know I'd appreciate it because I have a lot, excuse me, a lot of youngsters that they're bored now and they're in the house. And so to be able to, you know, get on Zoom and participate it's, it's good. So I thank you for that. And I also, I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to just send you an inbox with my son's um, information because you can go on his web page and see his work and, and everything. And I, I just sent him a message, that powerful prayer. I just want to thank you know that I'm praying for you and your wife all the way, all, always, just that the Lord will keep and cover you because you guys do an amazing ministry and you're so nice looking too. That's the beauty, right? <laughs> How God just made you two look like you look to draw them in that way too. Because y'all fine. Y'all, both of y'all need to be on some magazines, but I want to tell you just thank you for that. And his name is, um, it'll be Monty Draper. So when you see that, just know it's not, it's not a, you know, it's from me. If you yeah, don't mind. Yeah, of course. That's okay. definitely not. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Right. Oh, I forgot. This is Christine. I forgot to say that was a great declaration. You've been praying for um, everyone. Um, so I completely forgot to tell you this was a great declaration you did. And I, too, I'm going to lift you and your wife and your ministry up because you. I just see how you've been, you're just so giving. You've been praying nonstop for almost an hour now. And I just, I just ask that God would increase your territory like he did for Jabez in First Chronicles 4, 9, and 10 and continue to grow your ministry. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Yeah, we receive that 100%. We really do. Thank you so much for that. Um, awesome, awesome. Okay. Is there anybody else who, who needed prayer? Anybody else who had any questions, any comments? 
Tony, can you pray for my son, Arthur? He lost his father about three weeks ago, and he's really struggling. I also have a son, Patrick, that's married, and he's struggling with that. Could you pray for them? I have grand boys, uh, Arthur the Third and Giovanni. Um, Arthur the Third is 21, Giovanni is 17, and they're just really struggling. Mm-hmm. I have girls, too, so I don't want to forget them. Uh, my granddaughter, Aaliyah, is 11, and my granddaughter, Serena, is three. I'm sorry. Not, she's not three. She's seven. And um, they're, just, they're just really having a hard time with this COVID and not being able to go to school. It's just been very hard for children. Mm-hmm. You said that Arthur, Arthur lost his father. Was it Patrick? Arthur lost his father. He's also the grandfather, was the grandfather to Giovanni and Arthur III. Got it. And actually, um, he was my ex-husband, so he's not Patrick's father, but him and Patrick had an awesome relationship also. So it's really affected all of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's let's uh let's pray for them here real quick, Lord. We just lift up Arthur and we lift up Patrick. We lift up all the grandkids, Patrick the third to you, Father Lord. We just lift up that entire family, Lord. We ask that that as they go through this mourning period, Father Lord, and mourning is is natural, mourning is in the Bible, mourning is biblical, Father Lord, that it is okay to mourn, it is okay to hurt for the passing and the loss of a loved one, Father Lord. But there is joy in the morning, Father Lord. There's beauty for ashes, Father Lord, that we don't have to stay mourning. We don't have to stay depressed. We don't have to stay broken. We don't have to stay sad. We don't have to stay wallowing in our mourning, Father Lord. Eventually, there is a light. Eventually, there is healing. Eventually, we move on. Eventually, we you, we are made stronger. Eventually, we keep the memory of those that we've lost and we use it for fuel for the fire, Father Lord. And we we believe that over Arthur, over Patrick, over that entire family, Father Lord, that in this difficult time of COVID, Father Lord, where things are amplified, where where depression is amplified, where wounding is amplified, where hurt is amplified, where mourning is amplified, Father Lord, we ask that your love is amplified even more, that your grace and that your healing is amplified even more, Father Lord. That morning will have its season, morning will have its place, and morning will have its end. In Jesus' name, we declare that. We speak that, Lord, Father Lord, that morning will come to an end. That depression, that sadness, that hurt will come to an end. It may be natural, but we won't struggle with it. We won't. They won't take it into this next generation. They won't take this into this next chapter, Father Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray that over them. We plead the blood over them, over Arthur, over Patrick, over all the grandbabies, Father Lord, over, over that entire family, God. We plead the blood over them, God. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Tony, what's your wife's name? Uh, Karina. Okay, I want to pray for you guys, too, because you're doing, you're doing an awesome ministry. Thank you, sister. It's Karina with a C. She's really, she's really uh, uh, I did particular see. I did about a that. C. It's got to be a C. It's got to be a C. I, I did a C because I, I thought it was Karina, but I wasn't sure because I know she's on our list. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, she is. She's uh, she's pretty powerful in her own right, for sure. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. 
All right. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hi, Brother Tony. Hi. This is Maxi Mona. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Maxi Mona? It was Mona? a great declaration, Tony. Um, great declaration. You still got me thinking about the clouds. Um, but I also wanted to um, include my, my son. And I know it's the top of the hour, everyone. But I definitely wanted you to also pray for my son and for my family, the Burchett family. My first name is um, Larry and Brandon and Michael. Larry, Brandon, and Michael. Okay. Got it. Anything in particular, or just generally praying for them? Um, yeah, for Larry, is is truly, um, he also lost his father and his grandmother. There's a lot of grief in the forest with him, and to get his mind and his confidence, God, for this, of his direction of who he, you know, in life for him, he's 19. And for Brandon, he's 21. Um, for him, it's just, just direction and, and, and purpose and, and, um, yeah, finding his, finding his, um, his, his foundation in God. And, uh, for Michael, Mike, um, Brandon is 21. Michael is 10. So for Michael is, um, also with his, um, school, you know, um, you know, doing the Zoom, some more, you know, about his um, education and to keep him focused mm-hmm. and, you know, just taking care of himself and going into the man that God called him to be because he's, he's maturing. So I just want to cover him. Got it. How old is Larry's sister? Larry is 19. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, Love I got my daughter too, so you could just get something there. Just the girl. Just the motor girl. Thank you. Of course, of course. Lord, we just lift up Larry to you. We lift up Brandon to you, Father. We lift up Michael to you, Father. We thank you so much for these young men. Uh, these young men, Father Lord. I, I just I've I've believed in my spirit for the past year or two, Lord, that you you're really calling all men now. You really need all men on deck, Father Lord, that you're, um, you just, you need men to come back into the church. You need men to be more than figureheads, more than, than, than general leadership. You need men to get their hands dirty and get in there again. You need men to be prayer warriors. You need men to be preachers. You need men to be powerful. You need men to be activated again. You need men to be involved again. You need men, Father Lord. You need the men, Father Lord. And we, we believe that women have taken their their rightful place in, in leadership positions, that women have been propelled, Father Lord, empowered, Lord, that women are preaching and, and doing everything, Lord, that you've empowered them to do. And we love that. We believe that, Lord. We speak that to be even more so, Father Lord. But we need the men too, God. We need the men to not be minimized or marginalized, Lord. We need the men to be propelled, Lord. We need men to get over their pride. We need men to get over their wounds. We need men to get over their grief, Father Lord. We need men to get over their confusion, Lord. We need men to be men. We need men to be men, Lord. We don't need uh, 30-year-old boys, God. We need men. We need men of God, men who aren't afraid to pray, men who aren't afraid to put a word out there, men who aren't afraid to get their hands dirty, Lord. We need men to be men, Lord. I don't know why I'm speaking that prayer specifically for now, Lord, but I I just really believe that you're calling all your sons back, man. And you're calling all your sons back, that you desire your sons back. 
that you want a house full of sons, Lord, that you're happy with a house full of daughters, but you want your sons back too, God. You want your sons back too, Lord. So we speak for, for Larry. We speak for um, Brandon and for Michael, Lord, that you build them out to be men of yours, men that belong to you, men of valor, men of integrity, men of faith, God, men of power, God, men of courageousness, of fearlessness, Lord. We ask that you build into them this, this overwhelming sense of purpose, Lord, that their manhood is tied in to your godhood, Father Lord that your godhood outweighs their manhood, Lord, that their manhood is purposed by your godhood, Father Lord. We love you. We worship you. We thank you for all of our sons. We thank you for all of our daughters. We thank you for all of our men and all of our women, God, Lord. We love you. We worship you. We plead the blood over every single child that's represented on this call, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. You're welcome, sister. You're welcome. Is there anybody else? Anybody have any questions, comments, prayer requests? Okay. All right. Amen. Amen. Well, if there's nobody else, I know we're kind of running a little late here. Uh, I'll go ahead and close the call. But as always, it's been an honor. It's been fun. Uh, thank you guys so much, Andrew. You kicked us off, man. So I appreciate what you did this morning, man. I don't want to. I don't want to gloss over that. You were you were powerful here today, man. So let's just, uh, let me just bless you on the way out here, God. But Lord, we just love you, Lord. We worship you. Thank you for speaking loud and clear. Thank you for the people who clamor for their children, for their sons, for their daughters, Lord. Thank you because you're drawing us unto yourself. Thank you because you're positioning and directing us into more of a purpose, into more of a calling, into, into your presence, God, Lord. We love you. We worship you, God. Take us from this place, but not from your presence, God. Protect us. Put a hedge of protection around us. May our words be soothing and sweet, God. May our words be foundational, God. May our words not tear down, but build up, Father Lord. May our mind be in peace, God. Take us from this place again, but not from your presence, God. And in Jesus' name we pray we all go from this place blessed, God. Amen, amen. All right, guys, amen. be blessed today. Really quick, okay. Tony, we want to cover you. And, Lord, mm-hmm. we thank you today for Tony and Karina. Oh, God, we thank you, oh, God, that he has climbed the mountain, oh, God, to see you in the cloud, to impart, to pray, and impart into your people, oh, God. We thank you that he is hard covering the youth, oh, God, that he tread, hallelujah, in uh, all, that you're, all that you have, oh, God, to make sure that he's covering and walking in your word, that he is blessing and pouring in and being an intercessor, oh God, for the youth, oh God, and not just for him, but covering him and his wife, staying in your word, staying in your faith, oh God, that your anointing continue to cover him, that your blood continues to cover him as they go, oh God, pour into them as they prosper, oh God, in every area of their lives, oh God. Lord, we thank you that he is your son and your servant, oh God. Continue to bless him over in abundance, oh God, 30, 60, 100 fold. May you pour into him that they will work from the overflow, oh God, and we thank you for their ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Have a great day. Y'all have an awesome Friday. God bless you. Just wanted to make sure you got blessed like we got blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Love you, girlfriend. Everyone. I love you, girlfriend. We love you, girlfriend. Happy Friday. Hey, Yvonne. It's your girlfriend, Didi, girl. I know you were talking to me, not Rochelle. (laughs) 
That's my girl. That is my bond. Love you, Keisha. You sound good. Shell, I love you. Thank you. Love you. everything you do. I was super blessed. Thank you, guys. Love you all. Bye. It's God. 